Hi, I'm Courtney Adams, and this podcast is designed to help you step deeper into your power and your authenticity, do epic shit in the world, and create massive expansion in your life and business. Listen on to find out more. All right, so I am here with Amber Taylor, and she actually came to me. Is your are your pronouns? Uh, what are your pronouns? She and her. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, she actually came to me on such interesting circumstances, and I would just love for us to start with you telling my listeners about like how you came to me. Yeah, it was it was pretty serendipitous. So I first like heard of you through Simone Soul and being part of her joyful marketing group. And mm-hmm. I would always see your post and I followed you on Instagram. I'd be like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was just like from afar <laughs> watching and like being a fan and all of the things. And then um, Simone last week posted this challenge, like um, reach out to somebody that inspires you or intimidates you and ask to collaborate with them and see what happens. And I was like, I instantly thought of you. And then mm-hmm. I've like made excuses of like, how I needed to wait until I like had my shit together to reach out or had some like formulated idea or that I needed like just something but then actually like you friended me on Facebook and then you started pinging me like oh my god I can't believe we haven't connected before and my jaw dropped like (laughs) I was like oh my god she's talking to me I was like, I was like, whoo, like, whoa, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually so crazy because I saw you on Facebook and I was like, oh, that name looks familiar and she looks so cool. Like, I'm just going to add her. And then I saw on your profile that you live in Seattle and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go visit. (laughs) So we're going to be friends now. (laughs) I messaged you. Oh my gosh, that was like, I was like, oh my God, like she's in my head. We're already friends. And I was like, because like I have (laughs) embarrassing, but like anybody that I follow or like listen to their podcasts or whatever, I also imagine we're best friends and we just talk. So I've had conversations with you in my head. (laughs) Oh my God, what have we talked about? Um, you've, you've told me like just how I'm necessary and how my work is necessary and that how like Mm. I can help people do epic shit too by like me doing epic shit and being an epic person. You've just been really motivated. I'm good. And like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so funny. Like I hear some people, um, sometimes in my clients say like, oh, this one thing that you said about blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't even remember saying that at all, but that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the crazy things people pick up on and then be like, oh, golden. And you're like, yeah, wow, I said that, but yeah. like, <laughs> you did. And it's great. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that so much. So, so why, what, what, um, what did you want to bring to me? What was your idea of like collaborating? Yeah, well, I was working on this idea through um, 
Carl Lowenthal's advanced certification. And uh, like part of that is we have to come up with a end project, like a final project mm. to, to graduate the program. And, and it's, it's like a, it's like a feminist training, right? Yes. Probably. It's an advanced certification in yeah. feminist training and Perfect. how um, like feminism is like the revolution of the world and like um, all the things she's awesome, but oh, I know she's, she's my first coach. Oh, Carla Lopez. Lopez. Yeah. 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 I love her so much. Yeah. But um, the, part of the assignment is to include like what we've learned throughout the certification um, into kind of a cohesive idea and something that we can give to our people. So kind of like in tandem in that program and like other things that I'm just randomly being like, just saying yes to. Um, <laughs> another thing was to be a, in a study of black women and how they describe pleasure what's their pleasure mm. literacy and um like what what do they perceive as pleasurable and as going through this study getting interviewed being part of focus groups and just hearing other black women and their thoughts on pleasure i was like there's something big here <laughs> mm. and um so my idea essentially I want to pull up my notes so I get it kind of going <laughs> but um oh geez should have been prepared but <laughs> my uh here we go is that when a black woman centers and plant plant sorry, centers and prioritizes her own pleasure. It's one of the single most powerful acts of resistance against the patriarchy, a capitalistic society, racism, fat phobia, sexism, literally every force designed to mm. hold women back and keep us down. Um, this is the, what I view as the answer to that, the, re the rebellion to that because when mm. we center our own pleasure, when we mm -hmm. put our own selves first, and when we prioritize that, we don't care about meeting anybody else's idea of what we should be or what perfection mm. is or what would be perfect for somebody else because we're only concerned about what pleasure is for us and what our needs are and what we want. And that help us, helps us focus on our goals, our desires, showing up as we really truly want in the world as our authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And um, this kind of idea just came to me and just really like compounded on what I already do because um, I'm a coach for Black women to help them live authentically as themselves and kick ass as that version of themselves. Mm -hmm. And this is the, I feel like the, the happy piece to that because as black women, we're always like taught to be strong, taught to be resilient, taught to be like how we have to be in order to survive. But right. that whole other aspect of thriving and how can I present that? And it's through pleasure. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And like, the reason why I was like, hell yes, let's do this interview is because like, just that idea of a black woman's pleasure being the revolution. I was like, yes, like 100%. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I have a self pleasure practice where I like self pleasure every single day. And one thing that that I really absolutely love about it is that 
it creates this sense of safety. And mm. that is so important for Black women is mm-hmm. to feel safe because there's just like centuries of history and um, ancestral trauma living in our bodies that mm-hmm. make us feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. And um, being able to pleasure yourself to have your own boundaries and your own consent and knowing that like you have a place where you can just feel good Mm -hmm. it's just it's so it's it's so safe feeling good in your body like creating the good feelings in your body that like a lot of us are looking for through trying to please other people and trying Mm -hmm. to um, keep up with society like we're all trying to chase that good feeling but that good feeling is in our pussy like yes it's 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 something that we control yes and I love that you said that because that was something that that came up pretty frequently in the focus group of how like safety was the end goal in everything Mm. we were doing trying to plan 10 steps ahead trying to think of all the outcomes trying to do everything in our power so in the end we could be safe and in the end we could be comfortable Mm. but really we were so doing like so much that the end never comes because we're prioritizing everything else before it. And it's just like when we create that safety, that security, that comfort level for ourselves, Mm. the drama just kind of stops. Yeah. Yeah. Like the hustling to try to, to get there or to, or even like in the activist space, like needing to wanting to change things in the world Mm -hmm. Um, in order to finally feel safe Mm -hmm. right and that like puts us in a place where we're like I am not safe until Mm -hmm. and therefore I am not safe Mm -hmm. but when you are like connecting to your own safety in your body then you're actually aligned with the vibration of what you're trying to create exactly and when you're aligned with with the frequency of what you're trying to create then the um the energy that you put out into the world is one of safety and Mm -hmm. is one of of thriving and I just think that it just it it speeds up the process of Mm -hmm. what of the like the kind of activist goals that we're trying to achieve is when we're aligned with that the feeling that we're Mm going to get from that end result Right, right. Because yeah. like, yeah, changing the world is a noble process, but waiting for the world to change in mm. order to do anything is counterproductive because mm. the world isn't going to change overnight. The world likely isn't going to change in, in singularity, in singular person's lifetimes. Like, mm. But our world, our individual world, the world that we create can Mm-hmm. And like you said, that's just by tuning into the own freak, like our own frequency of what we want. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so how do you think, um, like when a woman, when a black woman centers her pleasure, um, what, how do you think that will just spill out to the people around her? Yeah, well, like first, I think pleasure can be 
pretty much anything. Um, it doesn't have to be sexual. And I think mm. that's where a lot of people um, like kind of have a hang up or like a stigma on like, oh, I can't have pleasure because I don't have a partner or my partner doesn't like doing that or my partner doesn't do like whatever. Like it's a, it's a way to kind of shift responsibility or blame. But like, like you said, self-pleasure, even sexually, we are in control of that, but non-sexually, mm. it can be anything. Like we can find pleasure from sitting on the couch, from walking outside, from playing with our dog or like whatever brings you joy. Mm. Centering that and prioritizing that is a way for you to fill your own cup up. And when you, when you do that, you're able to give to others. You're able to spill out. You're able to do your job in the way you want, take care of your family, your kids, or like whatever you have in the way that you want, because you are being taken care of in the way that you want. And you are in control of that. You don't have to wait on anybody or expect anything from anybody or depend on anybody else to give you what you need. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. I love what you said about just like finding pleasure everywhere. hmm like that that is so that is so true because because whenever we think about pleasure we're thinking about um sexual pleasure primarily and also I want to do like a little side note like we are two black women with she her pronouns talking about black women's pleasure um but I invite you guys to like if you are gender non-binary um to like you can relate in this space and are welcome to take whatever you need to from this space as well we're just kind of talking as at least I'm talking for myself (laughs) we're talking as like two black women talking about black women's pleasure just so everyone is clear (laughs) yes of course and this and this is even if you're gender binary or like however you identify as finding your own pleasure is an individual practice that you can still work on despite what you may find pleasurable or what society thinks you define as pleasurable like Mm -hmm. you still get to decide what all those things are because even if you identify as something else and people think oh you may all those people like these things and you don't like that's not part of your pleasure story you still get to define what it is Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a question for you. So when we talk about finding pleasure everywhere, like being able to sink into our bodies at any given moment and really enjoy like eating or enjoy being outside, enjoying the sun on our face, enjoying fucking whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like when, um, when we think about that, immediately where my brain goes is like oh I'll just be so in my own space I'll be so like obsessed with myself I'll forget about other people or I'll um I'll be I'll be self-centered I'll like cut off from connection from other people because I'm Mm -hmm. so inward focused like that's Mm -hmm. what my brain says at least so I'm sure other people have have that same thing too so like what do you have to share about that yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I kind of relate it to one of the ideas that you had on your podcast about like, oh, if I make money, then I'll be taking it away from other people, or I'll be indulging in a capitalistic society, or I 
won't be working tomorrow or all of those things. And it's really just identifying what you believe about that thing, whether it be money, whether it be pleasure or whatever, and really asking yourself if it's true. Like, Mm. I know this is like our first in real life conversation, but I cannot imagine a world where you're just so invested in yourself that you don't care about anybody else at all. Like, do you really believe that? Yeah, that's a very good question because intellectually, I know that I am like so deeply caring and so deeply loving, but I do have like trauma about being told like when I was young that I was like selfish, Mm. like my whole life. And I think that's what a lot of um, uh, women are told to, Mm -hmm. to, in order to like kind of conform, like as a way to make women conform into these kind of boxes. It's like, oh, you're selfish. If you think about other people, you are meant to be giving, you are meant to be all those things. So, mm-hmm. so yes, like I think, yes. So, so for me, when I, when I think about um, how to unravel that, what I like to do is just kind of like, like play it out. Like, okay, so I am going to totally 100% center my pleasure. Cause I'm, I'm like super, <laughs> I'm super like all or nothing. We're going to focus on this 100% today. <laughs> That's just like Get how my brain loves to do it. Yeah. It just like, I'm a Gemini. So I'm either like all in or I'm like, mm. wow. I'm a Gemini moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, today I'm going to 100% focus on myself and my pleasure and then we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like you, um, like you can just like let yourself try it and see like, oh, did I just become a selfish asshole all day? Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Or did I, um, light someone else's day up because I was so happy about like mm-hmm. myself? Did I feel more or less inclined to um, share my experience or to help someone else or to market my services that help people or whatever? It's kind of similar to when I first started therapy um, and uh, I had my, the therapist asked me like, um, like what would it be like if you were yourself for a whole day? And I was like, the whole world will fall apart. Like I will, everything will just be terrible. And then, but then you actually try it and then see, and then see that, oh, actually that is not, that is not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important to just do the experimentation part and like Mm -hmm. try it Mm -hmm. and see what happens because a lot of people project like their own ideas of who they think they, sorry, that's my dog. Um, <laughs> Trying to kick him out. But um, <laughs> um, like people project their own ideas of like what they think someone should act like or a woman should act like. Um, mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're selfish if you prioritize yourself. And that's that's been the story that society has fed us for so long. But it's like, if you really take a step back and look at it, like if I brush my teeth every day. That's something that I do just for me. Mm. Is it selfish? Am I um, like hindering the world by taking that time to just brush my teeth? Like, no, likely you're making it better because when you talk to folks 
your breast smells good <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just things like that so even like at a at a micro level you can look at it and be like do I do I believe this does it make sense for me here so then at that macro level of okay I'm gonna take a break for myself I'm gonna take this time to myself I'm going to you know light a candle get in a nice bubble bath and have some fun time with myself mm -hmm. like thinking about what you get from that like what what does that do for you what emotions does it elicit what does it allow you to create mm -hmm. does it even matter if anybody thinks you're selfish mm. right right yeah and like you know it's also really important to remember that when anyone is thinking anything about you, it's all because of what they're thinking about themselves. And we know that mm -hmm. intellectually, but I also think that, you know, it's also kind of what I've really been loving thinking about recently is how, you know, if someone were to think about me that I'm selfish or that I am, um, or they don't like what I talk about, or I shouldn't say it's this thing or whatever, like, why am I afraid of losing them? Like, why do I still want them in my life? Like, that is such an important question for me to ask. Like I was literally just looking at, I was literally just admiring my hairy ass legs today. They are so fucking hairy. The, like my leg hairs are like an inch long. And <laughs> I'm like, yo, I love these hairy legs. And, um, and I was thinking like, oh, I love them because they're like a natural fuckboy repellent because any fuckboy would be like, oh, those are disgusting. Those are gross. Like my natural legs, the way they're, they're actually supposed to be mm -hmm. are gross. Like, and the only reason why like we are shaving our legs is because these like like white man company businesses were like, hey, let's like make more money off our razors. Let's get these mm -hmm. women to shave their legs. Mm -hmm. And now it's like a regular thing that like is expected of us. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, so if someone is thinking like my legs are gross or I'm just, I'm this feminist blah, 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 because I'm not, because I'm like wearing my legs naturally. I'm like, mm -hmm. cool. So like, do I actually want that person like, do I want, do I want people around me who are thinking those things about me? Mm -hmm. So like, why am I so afraid of losing those people? Right. Like such an important question. And it's like, it's funny. I haven't shaved my legs in like months. Like, I don't remember the last time. <laughs> like I have been letting my armpits go to, oh, yeah. like, no, wow, this gone. is pretty it's, freeing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, like, like you said, like, if someone doesn't accept me for me as, like, who I am, as my body, body naturally is, why do I want them around? Mm -hmm. And even, even if, like, and maybe that answer is yes, like, answering that question for yourself, okay, why, like, what do I get out of this? How can, even if I do want them around, how can their opinion of my body, how I look, the hair that grows from it or whatever, just be their opinion and not mm -hmm. mine. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, totally. And I find too, is that like, the more that you start centering your pleasure and also the more that you learn about um, the colonial way of thinking that is like, you know, judging others, comparing ourselves to people, the hierarchical thinking, we start to see like, oh, you know, whatever thoughts that people have about me that are judgmental, like they just come from this like system that has been created. And it's not something that like, I need to really worry about. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's, not, it's, a, it's a system that I don't want to participate in. Right. And like, so, when you really think about, like you said, like the system is capitalistic, it's for people to make money and people mm-hmm. are making money by making other people feel bad for how they naturally are by putting like certain body types that are highly, highly unattainable. Like I think for a, like the classic model look less mm-hmm. than 1% of women naturally have those bodies, Wow! but that's the, that's the that's the goal. And it's just, why is that the goal when it's like, we don't work like that. Like 99% of people, they can't, they can't be that, but to set this unattainable goal and just have people throw money at it to try and reach it is a brilliant way to keep your pockets loaded. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if you think about it like that, it's like, all right, well, where do I even want to spend my money? Like, do I want to keep investing in something that doesn't make me feel good and isn't what I really want? Like, what if, like, what if it's pleasurable for me to spend my money in food, (laughs) like, like eating out all the time and not in weight loss or exercises class because Mm -hmm. you're trying to get some figure, but because you enjoy it. Like, what if you just did the things that you enjoyed because you enjoyed them, not because you were trying to hit somebody else's goal of who you should be? Wow, that is just like, so absolutely radical. Like, even just you saying, like, eating out every day, like, immediately, my brain goes to um, people who will be like, well, I can't do that. Like, I'll let myself go. Like, I... Um, I'll just become this pig. So actually, this is a really good thing because one of the things that I work on with my clients is like um, ego want versus soul want. Mm. So one of the things that I think a lot of people really worry about when they start thinking about, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to do what pleases me. I'm going to want, I'm going to do what gives me pleasure. They think, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I'm just going to be a like lazy piece of shit on the couch like just eating cake all day I would just love Mm -hmm. to eat cake all day (laughs) um yeah and like that I'm just gonna end up doing that and I'm not gonna get any work done or whatever Mm -hmm. but like there's a difference between what our primal brain wants which is to just like eat and sleep and have sex and like all that stuff versus Mm -hmm. the soul want, like what Mm -hmm. your soul actually feels like nourished to do. Mm -hmm. It could be an ego want to have a bath, have a bubble bath, or it could be a soul want. Like for example, if you thought that like, oh, I should take a bath because 
that's my self-pleasure practice and that's what I like that's on my schedule and that's what I probably should do because I'm feeling stressed right Mm -hmm. that is more like your ego thinking I need to I need to do this thing Mm -hmm. right versus let's like check in with my body what do I really feel like doing right now Mm -hmm. and that might actually be like working out and doing like I just did a like a booty workout and it was just like horrendous. Like it was, so <laughs> but it felt good after. Right? But it was, but it was like it was a soul want because I I want to get my knees stronger mm-hmm. because I'm going to be in my friend's documentary and we're going to go hiking in the documentary oh, and I'm like I know it's so cool and I'm like I want that like I, that will just give me so much pleasure to be in her documentary and not have the movie be about how I can't move and they need to like carry me off the mountain (laughs) and that would please me a lot so I'm like I want to work on my glutes and my inner thighs and so I did something that Mm -hmm. you know my ego didn't necessarily want Mm -hmm. but my soul really wants it because I want that end result so what are so what are your thoughts about that yeah well like you said, the brain has a propensity to seek pleasure and avoid pain, Mm -hmm. but there's a difference in pleasure and buffering. So Mm. like you said, um, like, oh, eating cake all day would be super pleasurable, but like, I'd challenge you on that, like Mm. to eat cake in front of your TV, like all day, like, would it be pleasurable by like the eighth hour? Like, (laughs) (laughs) or would it like would it not be Mm. and like I think it it wouldn't be um and you kind of just like do the thing just because you think it'll keep giving you pleasure but there is a certain amount of like dopamine and serotonin that you get from certain activities and it's not um like you can't always use that to offset some of the stress that you're going through. Like yeah. if you have, um, uh, well, just what's on top of my mind as yesterday, we got the result of the uh, Derek Chavon trial. And then mm-hmm. not even hours later, we hear about the death of Micaiah Bryant and eating a cookie isn't going to make me feel better about all that it's Mm. not enough dopamine it's not enough serotonin and like just trying to eat more and more cookies isn't going to do the trick but actually like in that what was pleasurable for me was crying and Mm. my shit and like just letting that giving myself space to have space to let it out and that is so good yeah, that is and like, so good. Yeah. That, that just that difference, like you said, of like ego versus soul. Like, oh, like ego would be like, I need to be happy right now. So let me get cake, let me get ice cream, let me, you know, have sex, let me like go do something. But that's not really what your soul means right now. That's not, not what your body means. That's not what your brain means. And to get to that pleasure, to get to the point where like eating a cookie again can be enjoyable you have to let that other shit pass. Like you have to process. Totally, totally. And I love, I love that. Just like when um, these things happen in the world, how do you prioritize your pleasure? And I just love what you said of like, what was pleasurable for me was crying and releasing. And um, 
that's 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 super super revolutionary because it's like what how do I go in to myself for what I need and for what my soul like can be nourished by versus what what pleasure do I seek out in cookies or in cake or in sex what am I, where am I thinking that it's the action of doing those things that are creating the pleasure for me right? versus like me and my body that's creating the pleasure. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind sharing, like when you got the results and you found out um, about the new news, like how did you know that that, that crying was going to be pleasurable for you? Um, I just tried it. (laughs) I, um, it wasn't the first thing I tried. Uh, yesterday was a holiday in my eyes and I celebrated like I do every day, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. that. Every day's a vacation. (laughs) Every day's a vacation. And like, um, I, that didn't work for me. It wasn't a release. It wasn't pleasurable. Mm. It wasn't, it, it was a buffer in that time. It wasn't giving me what I needed. So when I checked back in. So for those who don't know, like what's a buffer? Oh, sorry. Yes. A buffer okay. is um, something that you use to avoid a feeling that you don't want to have or a negative emotion that you don't want to experience. Um, and buffers can be anything for anybody. Um, And buffers can also look like pleasure. So that's why it's important to know the reason and the thought and the feeling behind the action that you're taking. Mm. So um, like in that, like that's why I tried smoking because like sometimes like smoking is just pleasurable for me. But in that moment, it was actually acting as a buffer because I was trying to use it to feel good. So I didn't have to feel bad and sad and disappointed and all the other things but when I cried I let myself feel bad and sad and disappointed and devastated but then from that after that I was able to think about okay how do I keep going how can I push forward how can I create a world of safety for me for myself for people that look like me And I can only do that after I deal with my stuff, after I prioritize my own pleasure, because before that, it'd be, it'd be me running in my own circles. Like I wouldn't be able to get past anything I was currently feeling unless I felt it, got back to a place of, of my center, my pleasure, my whole, my cup being filled so then I could pour into others. Right. Yeah. And I just love what you said about, um, you know, like when, I think also when you are opening yourself up to pleasure, you're also opening yourself up to feeling those negative emotions mm-hmm. and, or to feel those uncomfortable emotions mm-hmm. because like, what you found was like you were going to try to go straight to pleasure and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. So you needed to check back in with you and be like, what does my body actually need? Well, my body actually needs like a release. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that reframe of like looking at pleasure as this thing that we are like accessing or um, attaining through doing different things like smoking weed or whatever mm-hmm. versus something that like, oh, we're checking in with ourselves mm-hmm. and finding out what feels what feels right right now and what feels yeah. like it'll it'll be nourishing for me right now and I find like when I actually allow myself to feel like shame or I allow myself to feel embarrassed or um I stop resisting it like it actually can start to feel pleasurable to feel those emotions like oh I feel this embarrassment like in my leg like I feel this like like when I actually check in my with my body I'm like oh it's in my leg I feel it in my feet I have this little like burst of energy in my left side of my body And when you expand your capacity to feel those feelings, you're also at the same time expanding your capacity to feel that pleasure. Yes. Yes. Like as you were talking, like the way I would coin it is a gateway to your authenticity, because Mm. when you allow that pleasure or you allow just any emotion to come through, you're really being honest with yourself about what's going on, what's coming up and why. And so you can actually examine it. Like, why am I feeling embarrassment in my leg? Like, let's get to the bottom of that. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just like trying to get out of it or trying to do something else or like doing another booty workout to just be like, well, I don't want to be embarrassed in the future in the in the documentary. So I'm just going to shove this down now. But it's like, right. it could have been something different. It could have been something else. And the only way that you really know that is if you allow it, if you, is if you check in, is if you see what's actually going on. So yeah, like pleasure allows you to be your own self and not judge yourself for it. Yeah. So what are some things that people can do right now to sink into their pleasure and prioritize their pleasure as an act of the revolution? Yeah, I'd say um, take a day to nix your to-do list and Mm. don't think about the things you have to do, the things that um, you're required, the things that you need to get done. Like take a day to be like, what do I want? And just keep asking yourself, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Mm. And then answer it. You don't have to act on everything. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to, um, you know, quit your job and move to Vegas and do whatever. (laughs) Like you could just check in and see, ask yourself, hey, what do I want? And then look at the theme and be like, how can I create that now? How can I do something daily to focus on my pleasure? Like you said, you have a daily self-pleasure practice. Like even you, how can you expand on that? So it's not just sexual, but how can I Mm -hmm. find pleasure in other ways in my life? How can I bring joy? Like, and then even thinking, um, what are synonyms for pleasure? Uh, Like joy, sensuality, freedom um and then thinking about what you want in the context of those synonyms synonyms as well that's so fun yeah 
Yeah. And I think also experimenting. like one, something that I'm going to do today is just find pleasure in what is already on my schedule. Mm-hmm. Like find the pleasure in like, I'm going to have breakfast after this and just really like enjoy it. Take my time, maybe even taking, maybe even enjoying cooking. Cause I don't typically enjoy cooking. So I'm going to like, see if I can like sink into how can I find this pleasurable? How can I, um, where is it already pleasurable for me to, mm-hmm. where is it already pleasurable for me to um, be in front of a computer, to be sitting down, um, to be meditating? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that yeah. expand, expanding into it. Yeah. And yeah. I love like what you said of like, looking at how you can find pleasure right now. Like how can you celebrate where you're at? right now and even like I know we were talking before about um like how long we've been in our businesses and what we came from and like you just said like to me like a year ago sitting in front of the computer was torture like I was talking to people I didn't want to talk to dealing with stuff I didn't want to deal with doing a job I didn't like anymore and all the things but now like sitting in front of a computer coaching people energizing pleasurable like just like even even the things I don't want to do like the books and the fixing my website and like all all those little things that just come with it like even finding the pleasure in that because of like my big master plan like the big umbrella of where I am just even where I am today even though it isn't where I want to be in the end game I can celebrate where I've come and how far mm-hmm. I've come now and like, and just see the pleasure in that. I'm just like, yeah, I'm on the way. I'm here. Yes. That is so, so good. I love that. So how can people find you and start working with you and yes. follow you and all the things? <laughs> you can find me. I am uh, Amber Taylor coaching at uh, on everything, ambertaylorcoaching at gmail.com. If you want to shoot me an email, my website is www.ambertaylorcoaching.com. Also follow me on Instagram at ambertaylorcoaching. Um, and if you like to work with me, I do one-on-one uh, ad hoc packages, but my program is for Black women, creating space for Black women to really focus on our pleasure, our experiences, and how what we do translates and how what we can do can be revolutionary. Um, So if you're interested in that program and working with me in revolutionizing your own pleasure, please reach out. Amazing. What what does ad hoc mean? Oh yeah. Um, just like one-off sessions. Like if you, um, like don't qualify for my program or if you don't want to commit to a full 12 weeks, we can do, um, just one-off sessions. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for reaching out. This has been so, so amazing. So nice. Thank you for reaching out. Yes. And thank you for saying yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hey, if you're ready to do epic shit, 
click on the link in my bio and apply to be my client. That's it.